1: What up everybody? It is 10 a.m. in the District of Columbia. Points north, south, east, and west. Be Mitch holding it down in the Navy Yard Studios. I am out in Ashburn, Virginia, as the commanders hold locker clean out. Uh big win yesterday for the boys. A, a real dominating win over the rival Dallas Cowboys. Anytime you get to, you know. Kick the butts of Dallas is always a good feeling. 26-6, um, rookie quarterback Sam Howell makes an impressive debut. And it also just brings questions of kind of what what could have been this year. A team finishes 8-8-1. Eight, eight and one. Uh, You know, they were 7-5 and five in Week 13, and they finished the season 8-8-1. Eight, eight and one. Good morning, Brian Mitchell. How do you
2: do? I am very, very well, man. How are you? Uh,
1: I'm good, dude.
2: I, I kind of want to start right there and, and ask you. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. I want to say something for a lot of people in this town.
1: Okay. How about them cowboys?
2: They suck. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: love it. I love
2: it. Cause you know they've been talking all this trash. I I, I watched Dak. Pre- I mean, Wack Prescott play yesterday. Listen, bro. Did you call him
1: Wack Prescott? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah pretty because
2: great. the way what 15 interceptions in 12 games. Yeah. Uh, uh, yesterday couldn't do much right. Uh, his players didn't help him either. But he did not look like the, the 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 quarterback he's supposed to be, and I will say this: those young guys that played for Washington yesterday, they were flying around. And you know what? Everybody's like, "What you looking for?" I'm looking for competition. I'm looking for them to go out there and show some fight, have some grit, show that they got some dog in them. Got some dog in those young bucks, bro. And you yeah. know, and I understand. Like I said, if the game was horrible, you could kind of expect it. But if they play better, then horrible. you have to look at that and give them their credit. Young Bucks came out to play.
1: I I thought – I totally agree. I thought um, Danny Johnson and Kalik Hudson were, were two of the best players on the field defensively. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I, I think Jarrett Patterson was their best running back. It went for 80 yards at four and a half per carry.
2: Gary um, got some wiggle, bro.
1: Dude, I, I legit think, B, that – especially when they run kind of the delayed stuff for him, a little bit of a draw or just a delayed handoff. You lose dude, sight of him. Dude, the second level has no idea where he is. <laughs> they, yeah. they really don't. Man. That's how Ricky Evans um, was. Actually, you know what? Now that you say that, I hadn't thought of that. Those two have a kind of similar body type. Yeah. Like no, I mean, I saw Ricky yesterday because he works for the league doing the uniform stuff. And they got
2: the same little beard, about the same color. They little, they got the little extra tone in their hair. You know, they, they, they might be the same guys. I'm serious. <laughs> Dude,
1: it, speaking of beards, so I've been in the locker room. Locker room opened uh, a little bit before nine. I've been down there for the last hour or so as people are packing up, and we'll get into all that. But JD McKissick rolled in, and I haven't physically seen him in a while because he's been, you know, on the IR with the neck injury, and and you got to really wonder about his kind of long term future after two years end with a scary neck injury. But mm-hmm. um, he has a new. he has a goatee now Uh and the players on that team were giving him heat about his goatee dudes were yelling all sorts of stuff at him i don't want to say who was saying what but at at one point somebody said man that that looks like a dude that goes to movies by himself just (laughs) because he had a goatee (laughs) somebody said man it looks like you drive a minivan now it was uh it was hysterical.
2: Hey, that's um, how that's how they are. You know, the worse you get, if you on an NFL if you're on the NFL football team, you would never get talked to as bad as the people in that locker room will talk to you.
1: And honestly But
2: it's all with love. Dude, I, I
1: think the guys that aren't catching heat are the guys that people aren't paying attention to. Like if you if you're getting a bunch of grief, it's because they love you. Yeah. Um, exactly. And one I was happy they got to enjoy locker cleanout today because I've been in a lot of really bad vibe locker cleanouts. Yep. Um, and they deserve to enjoy the day because of the way they handled Dallas yesterday. And, and it was now they got gifted some stuff early on, but a, at least they converted on that first turnover. Um, and they, dude, I mean, they shut. The Cowboys' run game down. Dallas had 40 yards rushing at the end of the third quarter. Dallas finished with only 64 rushing yards. I Mm -hmm. I mean, and and I want to say almost 20 of that was Prescott just scrambling around. Yeah, it was. um, Zeke, Zeke looked very 60 rush yards for Dak.
2: Zeke, like like uh, like, what was it? I think uh, Santana said he said, "Look, man, you can tell who the starter is in a team." I said, "What you mean?" He say, look at the guy with the uh, brace on his leg. They got him out there. But the other dude, <laughs> they went to him like twice to Pollard. Pollard, dude, that, Pollard
1: had seven carries.
2: Yeah, early on, he wasn't touching at all. But right. Zeke, but Zeke looked slow, dog.
1: Yeah, he does. I mean, he had eight carries for 10 yards.
2: One of my I, buddies, uh, Alonzo, who's a Cowboy fan, he hit me and said, man, we suck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they didn't look good yesterday, man.
2: I, uh, hey, man, they may be one and done. You know, I, I started off yesterday. You know, Leon Duncan and I I met this guy, Kenny Miller, through Leon. And the guy reached out to me, and he said, man, we going to kick y'all ass today. I say, man, y'all suck. If y'all make it to the playoffs, y'all be one and done. By the third quarter, I text him and say, man, Dallas sucks. He said, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I
1: want to – I, I, I kind of want to start – I want to ask you this question, B, because I've been wrestling with it in my own mind for, you know, pretty much since last night.
2: You've been wrestling yourself. Okay, go ahead.
1: You know me. I'm always I'm always wrestling myself. Um, how do we approach today? And And they had a really good game yesterday. There's a lot to be excited about with Sam Howell. There's a lot of big questions to ask about. Maybe should Howell have been on the field earlier? Or and what what does this mean for next year for Howell? Like there, there's a lot to unpack with Howell, but I think you and I both agree that we were impressed by his performance yesterday. Yeah, I, I was impressed by the defensive performance yesterday. Um, you know, Terry balled out because that's what he does. There was a lot to like about yesterday.
2: Lot lot like about, I think we can look at ye- look at yesterday and try to focus on that because I think it's uh, it's unfair to the guys that were playing throughout the year, and also to Howell, because I'm going to take you back to something. When uh, Brock Purdy started playing for the 49ers, what did everybody say? Everybody did not want to believe in the 49ers said, oh, he's young, they're going to catch on to him, all right? We saw Sam play one game. Nobody had time to prepare for him, and nobody had a chance to catch on to him. So we don't know if he'll play like that every week, but yesterday he looked good, you know, and I think we, we just go there. When he got a chance to play, he was ready. Uh, We talked with Logan last week, and Logan was saying he wasn't ready. Well, I would say Sam proved that Logan wasn't right in my eyes because if you play like that in your first game, hell, you can get better, and that kid could get better. That's why I asked the question that I asked to him last night because every time someone is making a move, someone is trying to tell you what you're not ready for, what you can't do. Maybe you can't force your inadequateness on somebody else. If somebody believes that you think they're not – and they're a worker and they're a competitor, they're going to prove to you that, you know what, hey, you may not believe him, but I damn sure do. And I would say for that kid to handle himself as he did yesterday, if he had played five, six, seven, eight games, I would see him getting better and better, not worse. You know what I'm saying? And you yep. look, you watch him. This dude doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low. But the thing about it, he has a, a quiet confidence. He believes in himself. You know what, and – I you know my daughter my daughter works with the PA and she said when she met him and also Jahan uh, uh, Dawson Jahan Dawson and she brags on them saying how how respectful they were how mature they were he said all other dudes act like they were still in damn high school and she said those guys are respectful yes ma'am no ma'am that type and that was funny because Maya's only twenty two at the time <laughs> so but and she so I started quietly pulling for him and you watch Sam Sam don't say much. But Sam is the dude that's waiting for you to doubt him. And I love that about him.
1: So, I mean, maybe we almost divide this in half then. Because I I, I do, to your point, the guys that played yesterday that kicked ass deserve some credit. And maybe we'll do some credit pies and, and, and we'll look at it that way. But there's also the flip side of another season that ends without a playoff win, mm-hmm. and, and Brian, when when the season started, you and I both said to, to call this a successful year means a playoff win.
2: It was not a successful not- year, no matter how nobody looked at it. But there are the people out there, you know, we beat Dallas in the last game, so we got them limping into the playoff. That's successful to them. But in reality, this was not a successful year. Eight, eight, and one, not successful. And we said, win a playoff game, you're not in the playoff. Not successful. We heard the coach say, in the third year, you take a step. I don't believe that they take a, a great step, but we can, all, we can focus on the last game and give a lot of credit to a lot of people in the last game. You know, I think defensively, hey, listen, <laughs> Deron Payne's still a damn menace. <laughs> I love Deron. You know, you look at you the wanna, You want to
1: laugh about something about Payne real quick? What up? Maybe it just was the sweatsuit he chose today. He rolled into the locker room in like a neon green sweatsuit, and it, it just seems like a fella that's about to make a lot of money, man.
2: <laughs> hey, man. The whole thing about it is you go you go get eleven and a half sacks in a year, and after a year where they did not do your uh, pick up your option, uh, a year when basically everybody they went and drafted uh, what's the kid from Alabama? I keep forgetting his name. For Darian they, Mathis. they d- draft draft Mathis to fill his spot and he went out and he balled. You know what? You have to have some confidence in yourself because he he he, he took everything on the chin and he just stepped out on the field and performed. And he and I think he put a uh uh out he, he put a performance out there that could match anybody that's played D tackle for Washington. Yeah,
1: for sure. Um I think uh <laughs> I it, it's just really tough for me to try to balance yesterday against the what ifs. And frankly, I think the staff and the players are probably trying to balance the what ifs like Kendall Fuller last night came to the podium to speak to the press after, you know, his second pick six in the last two months mm-hmm. and a big win. And really in a lot of ways, I don't want to say only cause I mean, McCain played, I believe, but like, Fuller was one of the few veterans on the field last night. Uh-huh. Um, in, in and and they played well, right? Who was gonna um, Who
2: else was gonna be there at, at corner? You saw Danny was playing. Uh, I don't. Danny how, played. Christian Holmes played. Yeah. Who are the other corners? Who played?
1: <laughs> I'm not saying he shouldn't have played. I'm just yeah. saying like they largely went with young guys. But Fuller was out there, and in the post game confer- press conference, it kind of ended up just being me and Grant talking to him. And he brought up almost immediately, he was like, man, I'm so happy with this win, and it means a lot to the guys, but damn if it's not bittersweet because we're not going to the playoffs. Like, the players recognize what feels like, in a lot of ways, be lost opportunity, man. And I think the staff would say the same thing. I think you can pick your game that you want to be frustrated by, Um, and I think... Listen, all the losses count the same. So if you're mad about the Titans' loss or, or whatever it is, that's fine. But the stretch of two games against the Giants, where you only get a tie, and then losing at home, really in a blowout fashion to the Browns. I, mean, I I think it's that combination. I mean, four games with the playoffs basically on the line each week. You go tie, loss, 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 mm-hmm. and I, I'm. It's so. Fun for fans and for the players and for Sam Howell and his family and, I mean, Jarrett Patterson and and Kalik Hudson. Like, there's so many good stories from yesterday. Especially Jarrett being from the area. Totally, man. And growing up with a ton of Cowboys fans chirping them, like anybody that's from this area that had to deal with that BS. Um, You know, yesterday's win is so great, but you, you can't help but think about the wasted opportunities and, frankly, that this team should be playing next week.
2: Yeah, you you could think it, but you know what? They didn't handle business, and I think that's the re- uh, that's the reality in this thing. We can sit up here, and we can uh, imagine, or we can think, we can feel. Obviously, they shouldn't be because they're not because they didn't handle business when they were supposed to. You said it, sitting at seven and five, and then all of a sudden you lo- you tie a game, then you lose three. You know what I'm saying? And then you we win at the end. The fact that they and and this is what I always talk about and and I, and I will keep talking about it till I think I'm saying it on a consistent basis. We we had this not this not this our mindset. A lot of us in the media and everybody else that believes in what what we will hear from Ron that you know what he starts slow but his teams play strong late. Well, it's been proven that his teams start slow, they get up in the middle and then they fall off again before they could do something else. Well, how about start off fast? And the way you can start off fast is that the intensity and the importance and the intent of practice and things of that nature gets a little elevated early. And then all of a sudden now you start a little faster, and if you have that natural run that they normally get, let's say when we start like with two and four, what if you're four and two or just three and three and look at how everything else panned out? Okay, now you're sitting at nine, seven, and one, or maybe ten, six, and one, or whatever. And all of a sudden, now you can see that things can change. But I am one where I think when you put yourself in a position and you have to be damn near perfect, that's the hardest thing in the world to fi- to to finish up and accomplish. When you are behind, you've dug a hole. I got to dig myself out this hole. As that hole, if that hole a little deep, when you're trying to get out and you're trying to throw the dirt up over the thing, if dirt falls back in the hole, and you and you you you're working double time, you're working harder. And other people, when they don't have to stress. They're going to beat you. I think we need to figure out how to get this thing started off the bat quick. Like you go all gas, no brakes. Let's find a way to hit the, hit the gas early. When we start off, we hitting the gas brakes, gas brakes, gas brakes. And what does that do? That runs and make you run out of your gas. When you're on the highway and you're just rolling down the highway, you might be traveling 100 miles per hour. Your car is burning less gas than if you're starting, and stopping, and starting, stopping, starting, stopping. See what I'm saying?
1: Well, I, I, I totally agree, B. And unfortunately, I think a lot of this, the late season anyway, mm-hmm. look, we saw one game of Howell, and it was enough to be intrigued and impressed and encouraged. Two I's and an E. I, I, if you disagree, you let me know. But I, I no, am intrigued I by his talent. I was impressed by what he got done in his first ever game, and, and I was encouraged by what I saw.
2: I can tell you this. I look for, and I keep talking about, you know, how the, pair, the players respond. When you listen to the players, even Terry, and Terry is one of the best at not letting his true feelings come out. He tries to be even keel about everybody. When he talks about Taylor and he talks about Sam, there's an extra spark in his eye. and He has a little bit of elevation in his voice. I watch, I listen to every player talk about it. They respond to those two guys the same way. They did not respond to Carson the same way. And I would say this. I'll go out on the limb. There's no damn way Ron talked to players and they say, yes, start Carson in that game against Cleveland. There's no way that happened. That was something the coach wanted to do. I don't believe players told him to start Carson.
1: Brian, going one step further, dude, I have a hard time believing a lot of coaches wanted them to go to Carson.
2: I'm with that. I am totally I, with that.
1: I, I don't want to make this – a show mm-hmm. where we just blast Carson Wentz. No, we're not trying – it's not
2: just blasting Carson Wentz.
1: Listen. But, but B, you got to wonder if they don't go to Carson against Cleveland. Say you don't go to Howell, but you just stick with Heineke there.
2: You have a better chance. And see, It's not a blast Carson Wentz thing. You know, listen, Carson didn't make any of these decisions. And it's not blasting people. When you make decisions, you will be criticized or critiqued on your decisions. Right. So, listen, you're in a position of coach. Like we 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 on the radio every day. We say a lot of stuff. Do you think people don't question us? But the whole thing about it is, when you are wrong in things you do, big things you do, it's going to be discussed. That's the position we chose. I chose to be a be a football player. Okay, and as I got bigger and bigger and and, and older, when you become a quarterback and you you show something one year, they're going to expect it the next year. So you're judged by what you've done. And also what you say. That's why I've always said, if people just learn to not say so much, you won't be judged as harsh. So when you say things and you we got ourselves a quarterback, do we? We've heard the owner said, We heard the coach say it. Now this year we got to get a quarterback. Understand? So if they, if they just went out and got a quarterback, and at the end of the year last year we have to get a quarterback. So that's what you had to do. You had to go get somebody. So in a sense you were forced to go get Carson Wentz.
1: I, I, dude, you could have knocked on and got Carson Wentz. Like we need to be honest. Like they did it, but you didn't have to.
2: Yep, but they made the comment that they had. They they said they had to get one, and when you make the comment, you got to live up to it. Sometimes, sometimes. Shh, don't say as much.
1: I, for me, it's just like you look at this season and they lost games throughout. Like I mean, they were seven and five. It's not like they were eleven and three, right? Like I, I want to be clear. But, man, you go to Carson Wentz week 17 and he's god-awful and you don't pull him in the second half and give your team a chance to win. That is what's going to be really, really questioned, I think. Ron Rivera is going to speak with the media tomorrow. I believe Martin Mayhew will as well. Uh, Serious questions there. And, and, and Brian, I'm ready to say this. I don't know that Howell is the answer, period. Mm -hmm. But you cannot be trading assets for another veteran. I'm, I'm done with the... I'm done with trying to build off somebody else's trash. Quick break. When we come back, let's talk how 11 o'clock will open the phones. There is so, so much to discuss. Don't go anywhere. It's B. Mitchell Finley. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.